I guess I want to really touch on it from the very beginning because I think one of the mistakes that I made, and y'all know, man, I, I don't pretend to be perfect ever anytime I'm on, especially our platform. I don't, I don't pretend to be perfect anywhere, but especially on our platform, I tend to be a little bit extra vulnerable because my name is literally half of the show. So I'm like, all right, I got to be, I got to bring a little bit of something extra to the table here that I don't bring anywhere else. So one of the mistakes that I can honestly say I made is number one, I think I didn't realize that whether I'm intentional about my personal brand or I'm not intentional about my personal brand, I have a personal brand. And I think a lot of us need to start realizing that a little bit more. Personal brands are not just for entrepreneurs, quite honestly. And this is something that we really don't ever talk about, Nikki, but it probably is something that we need to introduce a little bit more often which is this idea that personal brands even help people accelerate in their career. It helps people to find opportunities, whether it be an actual work, career opportunity, professional opportunity. It can help you outside of just being an entrepreneur. So we got to get away from the stigma that personal brands only belong to people who are entrepreneurs or those who are content creators looking to make money online, because that is only half the truth. First, you can have a personal brand, especially if you are someone who is a professional as, as well, right? You can talk about your career. I mean, it's going to look a little bit different. It's going to feel a little bit different, but that too is a personal brand. So what I realized about when I started online, I was doing a whole bunch of stuff, but I wasn't necessarily intentional. And especially when it came to the money, I knew that I would like to someday make some money from this, but I wasn't really positioning myself from the beginning to make it make sense. I think a lot of us, often are caught up in some of our internal issues, which is lack of confidence, fear of putting ourselves out there or actually seeing what we do. And then getting to the point where we're still struggling with, should I charge? How much can I charge? Do I charge if they're even my friends and family and relatives or people who knew me from back in the day? The answer is yes to all that, but those are all struggles that come with the beginning of this. How do I go from being just someone who's really talented at something to someone who's trying to now step into their lane, their brand, and actually monetize their brand. So those are a lot of internal hurdles that if I could start over back from day one, I would look to clean up those ahead of time so that I can have an initial rollout plan of going from, hey, this is what I do, to there's a plan, there's a, there's a method, there's a process that we're looking to take you on or a journey to get you to engage with the content, learn from the content, gain value from the brand, and then essentially be able to offer some services or products or concepts that allow for you to make some money. So yeah, I, I wanted to kind of start from the very beginning, Nick's, and kind of just like take it there, right? If you were starting today, forget everything that's happened in the past, but keep the knowledge. If you were struggling, if you were starting today, what are the first things that you would you would work on or think about before rolling out a personal brand that is going to monetize eventually, right? And eventually can be in one month, in six months, however it may be. But what are some of the things that you would start off in the beginning to help people who are listening to this overcome some of the hurdles that are created, not because you're not talented enough, not because you don't have a logo or any of this stuff, but just because you are in your own way. And like we talked about, afraid to to charge don't know how much to charge any of those things that often come with the the start of the journey uh, i think the first thing is what is the problem we're solving like mm -hmm. for brand 
and, and it's crazy because um, a, a little bit off personal brand, but just brand in general. I, I just put this up on on Instagram where uh, the problem of Instagram like accounts being hacked, like in the past, I don't know, year or two, like that's all I kept hearing. There's literally a company that has creator's insurance now. Wow. That has the day that, like 48 hours after you are hacked, you will start getting paid like daily until you could get your account account recovered, right? They saw a problem and now they have a solution, right? And so... I think the very first thing is like, what problem am I solving with my personal brand? Some people for certain content creators, the problem that they're solving is that, hey, these corporate brands, these brands, period, don't know how to create content. I could do that for them, right? And and create based off their products and services uh, content that they could use whether for ads for their social media for email whatever it is right um other people whether it's courses whether it's merchandise whether whatever it is what problem am i solving because once you understand the problem all it is is about messaging that particular solution for them to understand are you making them aware that there is a problem Besides just always giving the solution, are you making it aware? Like, all right, I have this, I have this solution, but I first have to actually let them know they have a problem. But I can't let them know that until I identify what problem I'm solving. Because we go like head first in creating brands. All right. I get it. We are all brands. I'm going to create a website, I'm going to have a logo, I'm going to have my social media, boom, I am Nikki, great. But what do you do? That's a good question. Um, and, who do you, and who do you help? Now, that's another good question. Okay, okay, I get it, but I got my website, I got my social media, I got my logo, this is great, like, ain't I official? No, what do you solve? The way we give you money is by you solving a problem that no one else can do it the way you do. So you are, you're cute, great, absolutely. You have great personality, absolutely. You're consistent, cool. What problem are you solving? That I want to give you uh, my time. I want to give you my money. I want to give you different referrals. I want to share your stuff so other people can can uh, know about you because what you are doing in the world is something that is needed. But actually, very simple. What problem are you solving? Man, that's that's good. That, and, and the fact that you can bring, because insurance is really an old era solution, right? It, it, this, this is not really something that was invented during the digital age. This is something that has been around for at least a hundred years, right? Yep. So to bring that idea into the digital world and say, man, what about providing insurance? That is pretty fascinating. This idea of bringing insurance to content creators, especially for those who are really rely on 
Instagram or platforms for their full-time income, that can be a scary thing to get hacked and immediately just lose everything that you've been making. So that that is genius. So what what are some of the ingredients you would say can go into finding out a specific problem? Because I think that what most people do, they tend to maybe take something that happened on a small scale or a small level, whether it be through their own personal experience or something that they've just talked to a few people about, and they will magnify that problem and say, this is what the masses are experiencing. Right. What's the thought on that? I mean, is that sustainable? Is that accurate to say, hey, because me and my little cousins all agree on that this is a problem, then this might be a problem that exists at scale? Or how can we go deeper into this concept of identifying a problem so I don't put all this energy, all this momentum into something, and then I hit some some, some legal issues, some trademark issues, just some issues in general that say, uh-uh, that can't work. That don't exist. As a matter of fact, it's not even big enough for you to work off of. So what, what goes into identifying the problem? It's always research. It's always about research. And um, I was just in a recent like mentorship uh, for YouTube, actually, right? And one of the things that you know, some like brand professionals, even business people would be like, yo, you want to create some like create something that's never been done before. Right. Because that's the gap. Right. And that's not necessarily true. Like you really want to research your industry as far as what's already being done. And looking at comments, looking at blogs, looking at surveys, and really focusing on, okay, I, I, I see this, like this helped, but I still need help in this. Or um, this is great, but I wish this was being done. Like sometimes just pure conversations can literally tell you the gaps in the industry, because it's really just finding the gaps, not necessarily creating something super brand new. But, you know, I could, um, I could have a pen, I could create pens, and all of a sudden, I could get a pen to flip like nine times and stand. And I'm like, oh, that's never been done before. I'm going to create a brand. And pens, once you're done writing, you could flip it and have it mm-hmm. go nine times. And some people may not need that. You really have to know your audience. You really have to understand. And and one of those things of like audience research is, you know, what what keeps them up at night? You know, what are they really seeking for? What are some of the internal problems? What are, you know, what do they Google? These are some things you need to understand about your audience, not only just surface level of this is what I can do. And I did it for myself I did it for you know for other people but there's billions of people in the world yes if four people need it there's probably a few more that need it absolutely right but we have to think of scale and not just a hobby not just uh something I do on the side not a, a side hustle 
right? We're, well, how we're talking is more of I'm completely replacing whatever nine to five I'm in. I'm completely creating a career based off this thing that I'm researching, this thing that I have expertise in, this thing that I actually have a love and a passion for, right? So the research within your industry and within your audience needs to happen uh, before anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually um, one of my favorite parts. And I'm glad that you mentioned that research can also happen in the form of talking to people, right? Because you can, if you, you know, for example, are looking to serve a, a demographic that is well-known, right? Let's say, um, I don't know, a single dad. I don't know. I'm just throwing some things out there, right? right you, you can literally Google how many single fathers live in the U.S., right? That, that's a, that you can get a demographic off of that. How many single moms live in the U.S.? How many people, uh, whatever, are, are looking to accomplish a specific goal? So there are certain things that you can research. But the other thing is you can also speak to people who have that experience or have insider knowledge about an industry that you're looking to work in. So sometimes, you know, some of those things that we're talking about Googling can be very personable. They seem like very, uh, it's almost like a one-to-one -one thing that, that we're trying to provide to them. But you'll be surprised that what happens when speaking to people who operate and mix within an industry, how helpful that can be. I actually remember the very first thing that I started doing, if you all remember, way back now, I mean, it's probably five years now, but one of my, one of my objectives was to uh, speak to students in the school system, specifically first-generation immigrant students who were uh, on the DACA program. So notice like how super niched out. At the time, I was like, man, I'm super unique. Ain't nobody on God's green earth going to be looking to do that. And this is kind of my struggle around the niche, uh, idea of niching down, right, Nick's because I felt like I went so zoomed in that what I started to do, especially in a space like that, I violated a discrimination law. So after about a year and a half into this process, doing exactly what you explained, I didn't start at the research. I started at the looking good part. I started at the logo. I started at the website. I started at the videos and the contest and all of that. Zero research. I finally reconnected with my guidance counselor, who was my counselor when I was in high school. I was like, oh, this is what I'm trying to do. And She's like, yo, this is great. I even invite you to come speak at my school, but I do want to let you know we can't give you like specific time with this demographic that you want to work with because that would violate a discrimination law. We're not allowed to ask students about their immigration status. I was like, damn, bro. Like, had I known that. That's crazy. Two years ago, I would not be in this space. Right, right. Right. So, so to your point about research, when you're thinking about a problem to solve, the research needs to come before the looking good part. Like the research is the ugly, boring, sit your butt down and talk to people and reach out and read and listen to podcasts and see how others have done it so you can save yourself that time. Literally, I'm telling you, 18 months worth of work was wiped out in an instant because I said, that makes sense. I totally overlooked the fact that I can't ask schools to give me a specific demographic because that would violate even if I had good intention. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to highlight that because the research part is critical and a lot of us overlook that. Yeah, and a, an, another thing to consider even before 
the the logo because tr- trust me we want to get to the logo we want to get like we want to get to the logo and the pretty stuff because like for some reason because the visualization makes it feel real right mm-hmm. so the, the, it's still very needed so i don't want to ever downplay it, it will get there but what is the story i mean like the story also comes in play even for for me right now i'm now kind of like mapping out what is the story for me right like reevaluating and and we spoke about it on you know past lives of like what are your boundaries of what people will know about you and what they won't what uh are you leading with expertise and that kind of stuff like what are people getting to know about you? Because this still has a personal side of the branding. It's called a personal brand, right? So you, and people connect with stories. People connect uh, from where you're from, from uh, what year you were born, from the, the style of clothes you wear, the slang that you speak, the language that you speak, you know, uh, everything from the music you listen to, from the hobbies, people connect with that, but you also want to take them through a story. So if you've ever paid attention to some of your favorite podcasts, and you can say us, but I'm, I'm not going to only speak about us. One of the main things that they do with their guests is they ask about the story. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about yourself, right? Why do they want to do that before they get into the information is because they want their audience to connect with them. Like they want to feel relatable of, oh, okay, this person came up the same way or this person understands this obstacle. This person, uh, you know, went to the same school. They want the audience to connect first and foremost through story, then get into the information and the, the education or whatever they want to talk about, right? And that's something that we have to be very intentional with when we are becoming a brand. What is our story? What are we willing to speak on? You know, um, what are we not willing to speak on? Are we going to start with, well, when I was five and that inspired you to be where you are? Are you going to start with just a few years ago, uh, some something tragic happened? Are you going to speak on something that tragic that happened that got you to where you are? Um, but there has to be a brand story of somewhat shape or form, and not from just the brand story as, as we usually speak on it, which is like the hero, which is your audience, the villain, which is the pain point, the guide, which is you. This is literally your story. Like, who are you? And what are you willing people to truly understand about you, right? And some things don't necessarily need to be said sometimes, right? But, uh, you know, you still want to make it known that I will never hide how New Yorkish I am. Never do that. Right. We don't even hide that from the podcast. You see it. Darn Empire State Empire Building. Between us. Like, 
Right. Our ba- right. our podcast right. cover has the seven train. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it is what it is. The things that we have coming up is inspired by you know New York and Queens and everything like that. So there there's certain things you want to make sure that you let the people know in order to connect with you. If you don't, if you just go pure expertise, pure education, pure about your business, we'll need it, but we won't feel connected to you. We won't be relatable. And that's the thing that you can have up on corporate brands, right? Is that, oh, I rock with you. You're going to make mistakes because you're human. Companies, I'm going to ask for my my money back. Easy. No problem. Mm-hmm. But you, I may have a little bit more patience. Man, this is so crazy. Yeah, hey, if uh, if y'all are getting some value from this, just put like a yeah in the chat. Literally just put yeah. I'm getting a lot of value. This this is so good. This is so good. And I want to I wanna make sure you guys catch what, what Nikki just shared here. I love how you said the hero is your audience and not you or me as the personal brand, right? That's critical because a lot of us, I think when we're starting off or even when we're deep into it, this this desire for wanting to project a perfect persona, a perfect personality, a, a perfect life and all around, I am the best thing that's happened since sliced bread is not always needed. Like I understand the importance of credibility and saying, hey, you got to prove that you're the one credible to speak on this specifically. But I love that you're saying, no, the hero in this case needs to be the audience and you just have to be the guide. So you can be an imperfect person trying to help others accomplish something especially if you have credibility in the space. So I, I don't know. I just love that you said that. Maybe you can speak on a little bit more because I think a lot of times we feel this pressure because we know that somebody's, say somebody's feed on social or the videos, what we see in their videos, their ads, their discs. We overlook a lot of the things that you would say sometimes is like, you don't, you don't think about how much of a team they got or how many people they got as part of their team. So when you put it that way, it's like, no, no, no. Be mindful of where you're starting in your journey and just know that you don't have to be the hero. Right. You can be the guide and make your audience members the hero and they will come back and chat you to be king or queen. I love that. That's good. But so think about it. Like, and and, and I don't mean to, to hurt anybody's feelings by being this blunt, but we don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Like yep. first, first interaction. Hello, how are you? I don't care about you yet, right? So when it comes to we're not friends just yet. Understand this. When when we meet each other on social media through an ad, whatever it is, podcast, we're not friends just yet. You're clearly checking out. What can this person do for me, mm-hmm. right? So when you as the brand, make it about you. Look what I can do. This is all the things I can do. I've done this, 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 and I could do this, 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 this. Okay, good for you. Bravo. 
What's, what does that have to mean? I've been on this and I've been on here and I've been on this and I have this award and I have this. Great, absolutely. What does this have to do with me? Right? Yeah. We, we click off when we don't hear language that you are making it about us. And so when we're thinking of the overall brand story, right? Not just your personal story, but the, the overall brand story. We have to remember that we are here to serve the audience, right? And, and granted, serving doesn't only mean free, all right? It, it, people still have to pay something in order to get these particular service products, whatever. But we are here as a brand to serve the people. So we have to guide them into the right direction. We are not ever the the main character. We are never the hero. We are never, like, it's not about us once we say, you know what, I'm going to create a brand. I have, I, I have a solution to this particular problem that doesn't make you a hero because you have a solution, right? It is still, uh, it's still something you have to, guide them and be like look this is the journey you're gonna have to get through in order to have this transformation i'm gonna be there with you i'm gonna help you get through it actually i have a few shortcuts you don't even have to go the long journey you don't even have to continue to go straight you'll go around this corner go through this back alley boom you get the transformation earlier they they can't do that on their own if they could they would have Mm -hmm. But they get attracted to you because you are now making it about them and you're making them feel like they could do it as well. Like you're not hand-holding, like you're not saying, okay, I did it all for you. Some people are going to want that in certain situations, right? But there are people that are like, yo, I still want to feel accomplished somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. And so that's where when you really embody the guide part about it like yo i'm i'm here just to make sure you're good and it's just about you people rock with you